Alright, thanks so much. That's my favorite song. Wow, it's so good to be here, guys. Hey, yay! Wow. Uh, I like watching magicians. My brother was a magician for a while. Like, yeah, my brother's a magician. I'm a comedian. Like, we were in competition to make our parents least proud. You win, dude. Congratulations. Congrats. You win. Um, I'm from New Hampshire. I was born and raised there. Um, yeah, we're like the only Indians there. I don't know how we ended up there. There was a kid, a teacher asked me, she said, Tarun, how do your parents come to this country? I was like, I don't know, Delta. <laughs> 29, it's a shuttle bus. I have no idea. Tarun Shetty. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. That was uh, Tarun Shetty at the famous Flappers in Burbank, California. Tearing it up over there. Burbank's number one club. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's great. Uh, but uh, Tarun is not, uh, he's not only a stand-up comedian, he's also a filmmaker and um, model and uh, <laughs> just all-around good dude. Uh, we've known each other for like, uh, I'd say at least 11 years, right? At least. I mean, what, you were doing the Baruco back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, so that was what, in 2006? Yeah. UCLA had, um, it was a... Uh, Little pub, and uh, you're running the open mic over there. They also had karaoke there, right? Well, actually, I wasn't running the open mic. Uh, Adam Hunter was running Tuesday, Thursday, so I was kind of like working with him, just oh. like helping run run the shows. Oh, okay. So I think the open mic was the day after us. Oh, you so, were r- running a legit show. There. Yeah, with Adam. So when Adam went out of town, I would take over the show because oh. he, he was on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. So very cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's really cool because, uh, oh, all right. Yeah, I never did the show. I only did the open mic. And um, it was a great room. Yeah, and I think uh, Adam used to tell me about uh, how busy it was and how big it was. Like, you used to have, like, big name. Yeah, we had uh, everybody. Chelsea Hamler. Drop by. Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Andy Cummings. All those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um that's that's crazy, man. Nice uh, in the little pub in Westwood. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was yeah, a pretty pretty good deal. That is cool. Well, I always like that place. We can book you now. Maybe we can get a show <laughs> going over there. And get, get you back. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, I'd take a show anywhere, man. Right now, um, yeah, th- you know that place isn't even there anymore. They 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 put up some condos over there. Oh, is it really? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a crab a, a crab restaurant, right? Something Maybe. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just drove by there once. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have any need to go over there, you know, so I don't uh I don't usually go to that part of town. Uh but yeah, I I saw that they uh they they put up uh, something different over there. Then there's a Target down the street too. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Probably probably better, probably better value than a comedy show. All right. <laughs> I mean um yeah, so uh, wh- what what year did you come to LA? Uh, I got here like uh, 2005. Oh, okay. So nice. Yeah, I was from New York. I was in New York. Then I crossed you were bo- over. Born and raised. I was b- born and raised in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. And then I was in Boston. Then I was in New York. And oh, okay. Then LA. Oh, right on. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, where did you, did you start stand up? I started in Boston. Mm-hmm. So I was in Boston for a year, and then. I went to school in New York, and then I was sort of like working the door at comedy clubs, 
It's passing of flyers. It's where I met Adam Hunter. And uh, in New York, yeah, New York. Oh, okay. Yep. So, how long were you doing stand up uh, in Boston before you went to New York? So about a year, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just you know, open mic shit in Boston. But it's a, it's it's a it's a great comedy town though. It was a great. I'm so lucky that I got to uh, perform there in Boston. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can imagine that the, the the crowd being pretty ruthless, ruthless over there, right? Because they they I I imagine Boston people they just say what's on their mind, right? Honestly, they were really supportive. Really? Yeah. Depends on where you go. Like I've kno- like Nick's Comedy Stop was kind of raucous a bit, but every every other place like I used to go to this place called the Vault uh-huh. on Boylston Street, which is like an old school comedy place, and like Dwayne Perkins used to be performing there, Gary Gullman, all these guys coming up. And uh, it was just really supportive. Like, people want to laugh in Boston. They want to support. And I still, whenever I go back to Boston, I have great shows there. Wow. It's a cool town. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. And um, kind of when when you were doing uh, stand-up in New York, I mean, that must have been, uh, I mean, I don't know, because I, was, is it kind of like LA where you know it's really competitive and like people like step all over you to get uh, get somewhere? I wouldn't say step all over you, but I w- it's definitely competitive. There's mm-hmm. only s- I mean there's more clubs out in New York than there's in LA. Yeah, but to get into one of those clubs to have a home base, you have to get through gatekeepers and firewalls. And yeah, and there's a whole process. So, and. When you're starting out in New York, you suck, right? So you, you're trying to get better at the same time. So a lot of things going on. Uh, so it's it's a great preparation because L.A. is is probably harder. Yeah. And that'll get you in shape. Yeah. I mean, it seems like in L.A. that, you know, a lot of the clubs, you know, they mostly want to, you know, take interest in you when you have a lot of credits. Is that how it is in New York? I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, if you have something going on, like th- they want people, because most of the people who have credits, they're in LA, right? They're yeah. actually working. So if you're actually on SNL or if you're on a show or whatever, like they will put you up because you've got some cachet here. I mean, that doesn't make sense business-wise. I get it now. But, uh, you know, or you're just really good. There's some killers in New York who nobody's ever heard of, mm-hmm. right? At the comedy cellar every night that... They don't get shit because they're just in New York. They have no credits, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good town. I mean, that's that's. I mean, every every place is different, man. Every yeah. place has their own like unique vibe and, and style to it. And what made you come out to Los Angeles? So uh, I I had a manager um, who I started working with in New York, yeah. and I thought he was like, oh, you know, come out to L.A. I think we could, you know, get you on, you know, a pilot or whatever, a sitcom. So I just moved out here and uh, wanted to take a swing. So I think I think every comic you want to take a ch- take a shot on yourself. You got to bet yourself at some point in your career. So I thought, oh, this is this is what I have to do. Yeah. So I came out to, you know, take my swing. Right on. Did you know anybody? Did you come out with anyone? Yeah. So Adam. So I was really lucky because Adam's like one of my best friends, and he was here, and he was actually the guy that set me up with his manager. So. So I came out here and I was living with Adam for a minute and then and then, you know, he got me looped into Bruco too. So it's great to have comedy friends to kind of just support you. So, you know, I owed him a lot 
coming out here. And, uh, you know, after that, I kind of just went my own way, kind of found my own voice and just kind of, you know, situated myself. Right on. See where my road took me. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar to me. I My older brother uh, was here a couple of years before I did, and, you know, he kind of was doing acting already, so he kind of, like, steered me in the right direction. Now you have your podcast, so yeah. you were like, you know what, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> got a podcast, a yeah. bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm my own man. Right? So being that your dad is a doctor, um, and you're doing, you know, modeling, and you're the next top model, and best comedian like you must be really proud (laughs) well first of all the modeling stuff is like something which i was telling somebody this the other day like like the modeling stuff i never chased like i started doing it in in college just for fun for money and then it's always something that you don't really chase that kind of just grows and i've done it for so long now yeah i think most indians are just smart enough to have like their own careers like Mm -hmm. nobody's dumb enough to be a model like (laughs) You know, 40 something. So <laughs> I'm still doing it. So yeah. everybody just quit. So now I just, I, I just great. work based off yeah. necessity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've got a good body of work behind me as well. Yeah. So I, I just get direct bookings. I'm like, hey, we want to ruin and yeah. I get work like that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, I, I always say it's, it's, it's going to be somebody. It might as well be you. Sure. You know I'll what I mean? It, it might it. as well be you. I mean, uh, you know, there's plenty of work out there, you know, and uh, why not? Well, you know what I learned from this, from modeling is like for a while, like when I came to L.A., I wanted to be in like a sitcom. And when I was coming up, they were casting like the Indians that kind of like look kind of more ethnic and uh-huh. shorter, like character looking. So uh-huh. I could never get sitcom work. They'd always be like, oh, he's too, you know, quote unquote good looking or he just yeah. doesn't fit the archetype of what Indian should look like. Yeah. But for some reason, I fit this other you know, whole of yeah. like being a, you know, a commercial lifestyle model, yeah. you know, and like a, a billboard or a catalog, whatever. Yeah. And that just kept me working. That pays the bills to this day. So That's awesome. it's been a, you know, I've had a good run. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. And, um, do you have the same manager as, uh, w- when no. you came out? <laughs> no, 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 that, that ended a long time ago. Oh, okay. Which is good. I'm yeah. actually glad that ended because I'm not a guy that needs my, Handheld. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta try different things and you gotta like, you know, go after it. Sure. Well, I, th- I think, I think with managers, I think you gotta find the right person yeah. who, who gels with you. Yeah. I mean, I've really never had a manager after that, but, um, you know, I worked in the business side for a minute and I feel like, you know, in my career, it's just always been very, self-sufficient yeah which i think a lot of comics have that ability like we were talking before this started like you know you doing your own podcast yeah. you know me making films whatever yeah. like you've got to have that drive to kind of just put things together yeah comics have it i mean mm-hmm. we're i mean it's like the hardest the first five years of comedy for me is the hardest thing ever and that's great preparation for anything you do or yeah. decide to do in life yeah i think i think so too you're uh, you're absolutely right um it's helped me in so many different ways. Uh, one being that, um, you know, it kind of forced me to like do, do so much, do everything, you know, cause like in, you're an actor, you know, I mean, basically, you know, they, they, 
they work it out through your agent, right? Your agent tells you you have an audition, you go do it, and if you get booked, they take care of it and everything. Sure, sure. And, you know, comedians on a bigger scale, they have the same thing, but on on, on a smaller scale, what most comedians are, uh, we, we, we do it all ourselves. We have book to. ourselves. We uh, we're we're our uh, you know publicists. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're on Instagram. Like you know, Tarun is the best. You know, guy. You know, basically, that's what you're doing. You're promoting yourself, right? Sure. In fact, this past year, like in fact, past couple months, I kind of just stopped caring what uh-huh. everybody thinks. I was really very conscious, conscientious about my brand, like what I put out there, because I still kind of work in Hollywood. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just put out whatever I want to do. Say whatever I want to do. Uh, say what I want to say to my fans. Cause I've got I've got some good fans. Yeah, and you know they've come through for me. Yeah. So now I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is at this point. Just who cares? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan too, man. You know. <laughs> you done good work. I yeah, mean, yeah. I know we worked together in that yeah, series. Exactly. And a, a pilot. And hey, you booked me. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I mean, you're good. Thanks, bud. I think I think you're good. You did. I mean, you booked me for paid paid work, man. You know, <laughs> it wasn't a lot, but it's did. something, something, hey, you know, something when you have nothing is a lot. I'm very big about, about, I've got to pay actors. Like there's so many web series and pilots that get made up by, by our friends and whatever, but like doing stuff for free is fine, but you can't keep asking. Like you've got to have resources. So yeah. whatever I do, whatever I make, everybody gets paid something. Yeah. You gotta be compensated for your time. Time's, yeah. Time's valuable. Sure. Sure. No, I know I, I I'm, I'm very uh you know that's why I feel so bad that you know my, my the setup it took uh longer than expected oh, right. and having okay. you around because I appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Yeah, and um <laughs> that's not why I said that. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't, but like yeah. it, since we're on the subject, I oh, might yeah, as well yeah. say it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because um <laughs> Cause I'm agreeing with you, yeah, yeah. And w- meanwhile, I, I had you wait for like 45 minutes. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, right. yeah, I totally right. mean, know what you're saying. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be, you know, a hypocrite if I didn't call myself out on it. Yeah. You know, right. and, uh, and I, I, I'm really embarrassed about that. That's and, your brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, man. Uh, Love this haunted house. <laughs> you know, I should just turn that off because <laughs> normally. Hilarious. It's supposed to be uh, rotating like this. Pr- promoting Batwoman and stuff. I know, it's great. right? It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually supposed to be exactly what's on the uh, my screensaver over here, but uh, I had some technical difficulties and uh, whatever. But um, I got the I got you on the dry eraser board right there. Boom. Darun Shetty, welcome. That's uh, huge. Yeah, buddy. Finally made it. <laughs> Never made the comedy store marquee, but I made Eric Allegri. Right? Totally. Dry erase board. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, dude. That's cool. So um, y- you were going to school in Boston? I went to school for a year at BU, and then I transferred to NYU. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was there for a good year. Right. On. Is that where you're studying film? I started, I studied film at NYU. Okay. Uh, and I was in the communication school in, at, at BU, Boston University. Yeah. So like, film's really – I. NYU is really where I learned the bare bones of how to make films. Yeah, that's cool. Did you learn editing as well? Yeah, but honestly, honestly, man, film school can teach you so much, like basic foundational stuff. I really learned how to make films and short films. Everything you see on my Instagram, Facebook, you know, even the feature we made or the pilots, it's 
been through our my own development, like shooting stuff guerrilla style, like learning how to like cut corners, how to edit yourself on you know Final Cut, whatever. Like it's kind of been a, a process. Yeah. Of just you know over the years of just fine tuning stuff. Yeah. So you know film school's great, but it's really about hustling. Yeah. That's really what filmmaking is. So yeah, that's 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 my recommendation for anybody who wants to to learn it. Yeah. Just go out and do it. And then yeah. you just make adjustments. Were you? Were you doing it before you went to film school? I was writing a lot. Uh-huh. I, I've, I've always loved writing. So just filmmaking was a way to just bring my words and vision to life, you know, on a, on a small scale. So I love it. It's great. Uh, it's kind of like construction sometimes because you're setting up lights and whatever and getting your friends. And But at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of fun to make something have an idea and then see it visually. Yeah. And have people enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially well, now, which is a good time. Yeah, it's a great time. Yeah. And uh yeah, there's a satisfaction of people seeing your work right after all the you know, time you put into it. Sure. I mean I I have more fans for my filmmaking stuff than, you know, years of stand up. Like wow. just you know It's great resonating with people and mm-hmm. bringing them happiness and and it, it reflects back to you and that's what really drives me yeah and um you know it's it, filmmaking is kind of like uh you know stand-up comedy where if you just focus on the art you, you you'll probably just go broke right filmmaking yeah uh well i mean Seriously, like a lot of my stuff, I made no money off of for years and years. Uh, even like now, someone stepped up to sponsor uh, a web series and, you know, um, got a film doing pretty well right now. Yeah. But for years, I'm still having broken through. Like I'm not in this studio system. Yeah. But uh, there's also a catch-22 with that too because when people give you money, yeah, you have to, you have to kind of do what they want, oh, right. right? You're taking notes from people. Yeah. But when you make it entirely yourself, you have control over that. So yeah. it's nice to actually develop my voice with nobody like hanging over me. So, yeah. So I feel like it's kind of being a, being, been a blessing for me to have outside income. Yeah. And then I can just kind of concentrate on developing my voice and vision and whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, because, I mean, you know, as artists you know we kind of like just focus on the art and we don't realize that there's a business attached to it totally totally right. but you know what that's why this patreon and stuff like if you have fans yeah. like people will help man i'm i've been really surprised that's people cool. have been reaching out to me they're like hey we want to support you we want to help you so i feel like if you put out good work people will notice yeah at some point people will not be like who is this guy yeah like he just keeps coming yeah like a shark and you got to capitalize like, it's okay to ask for help. It's yeah. Especially from your fans who want to help. Like, yeah. that's a big thing that I've learned over just time. Like, you're not alone. Yeah. That's why I like it out here in L.A. Because I get to meet people like you and, and see what you're doing. And there's a lot of people like us out here that are creative and that are doing a bunch of different things. You know, stand-up comedy, acting, uh, music, you know, uh, magic, whatever. You, <laughs> you <know>? do magic? <laughs> no, uh, but it, it made me think about it because uh, in your stand-up, you said my brother's a magician. <laughs> magician. I think. Were you joking? What's funny? 
when that comedy set, the guy before <laughs> me was a magician. That's why I, I let off with that joke. It was oh, like, you know, that's why. Yeah, the follow a magician. Yeah, somebody was doing like magic tricks or something. <laughs> how'd that how'd that go? Uh, did it work out all right? When that set? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I was touring as like a character for yeah. like headlining as a character for like a year. So that was my first set as like a. Oh, that's myself. right. I was going to ask you about that yeah, character. So. Let's move this table over here a little bit. Just pick that. Perfect. Um, yeah, w- w- I haven't seen much of your character anymore. What was his name? Bobby Khan. Yeah. Can you do a little Bobby Khan right now? Okay, let's get rocking. <laughs> okay, no, seriously, guys. No, what happened was that character was a movie I did. It's a, it's a feature movie that I did. Oh, I didn't 10 know years that. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So Theo Vaughn's in the movie, Russell Peters. Oh, okay. It was a whole feature. Oh, wow. So it was and a fan base off, off Bobby Khan. Oh. So when I was touring, I started, you know, selling or selling tickets. And then I started headlining because it's basically a stronger act. It's more like the stereotypical. Yeah. So... Yeah, people eat it up, right? And people thought it was actually Bobby Khan, but I was trying to do like a, a dual special. Where yeah, I was like myself and the character. Oh wow! <laughs> but then COVID happened, so I was oh. like, screw it. So wait, you did a feature ten years ago with that character? Mm-hmm. It's called Bobby Khan's Ticket to Hollywood. You can check it out. I mean, it's on Amazon, uh, but you can just watch for free on YouTube. I think somebody uploaded it. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool. And you had Russell Peters in it. Russell's in it. Uh, Theo Vaughn's wow. in it for good. Um, Theo Vaughn never acts. You can see him <laughs> act in my movie. He's yeah. there. Uh, John Huck. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's it. awesome. Brian Swinehart. He yeah. filmed it out here? Filmed it out here. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. That is so cool. And uh, wow, 10 years ago. Was it uh, digital or did you shoot it on film? Uh, we shot it on digital, mm-hmm. but uh, it w- we played at film festivals and stuff. and. Yeah, it's so cool. I'm gonna check it so out. So there's a lesson you got to market your stuff. People have no idea what the hell you're doing. <laughs> but you, when when you did uh, your stand up, you never did that character, right? No, I didn't. I only started doing it. You know, I, I was I was opening for Darren Carter in like name dropper, right? I was opening for him in uh, in Reno or something, and yeah. then I just started doing that character for fun, and it started killing. And I was like, and he was like, just just he's like, just try this for whatever, and then it started <laughs> killing like. Not just this, not just because it was like an accident, but I started putting jokes behind it, and it was like it was like a different person, and people actually thought I have like a whole like fan page. People think I'm this guy. <laughs> it's like a different person. So <laughs> I was like, let me see where it goes, and I went from like feature to headliner, like an overall. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, it was great. So I started headlining clubs, and it was cool. That was just recently, right? This past year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then, but you, you you decided to stop doing that character? Well, I was going to do a special where I was going to do like 30 minutes as myself and 30 minutes as this other guy. Yeah. And have like a host in between. So yeah. I was going to do like an hour special as two different people, two different acts, two different perspectives. Yeah. And so I was going to prep this. Yeah. And I just never got to do it. Oh, okay. But so I mean, wh- what, are you, what are you going to do with the character? Are you going to... Retire him? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. You know what? It just, it's such a strong act. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm actually booked at a corporate gig in November that I booked last year uh, <laughs> through, they want Bobby Khan. Yeah. But you know what? I've just been working so much as a filmmaker yeah. this past, especially COVID, ri- as a writer. Like, it's so tough creatively to do so many different things, so much energy. To do stand up alone is incredibly hard. Yeah. So I don't know where it's going to, as long as the, Clubs are shut down. I'm not going to push Bobby Khan mm. or stand up. I'm just going to keep going where I have green lights and where I can make some money. Yeah. That's cool. Right on. 
And uh, so tell me what about this. Uh, so, I mean, wh- is it just Instagram? Because it's weird because, like. I, I feel like I'm going to read about, like, the fonts. <laughs> <laughs> the way you, like, carry yourself. <laughs> Dude, you should have seen me. I've been here 20 years when I first got here. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's like you're high. I don't know if you're you're high or just like Eric or dude. I I haven't I haven't gotten high in like uh, over a year. I cannot imagine. Yeah, high. Uh, like, dude, well, it's because already I got a, such a loose, you know, uh, way the way I talk. And People everything. listening at home, he has no notes. <laughs> <laughs> he just stares off into space <laughs> and just comes up with yeah, yeah, random <laughs> shit. Yeah, oh, man. So. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you did a movie. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> did no research. No, dude. No, no, dude. I, I, what, I got <laughs> it here on my, uh, on my computer. All the screens are now off. They were, they had like Spider Man and like there was like a castle <laughs> on the screen. Schizo. It's called Schizo. Yeah, I made that over quarantine. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about it. Well, there was a. I, I was making films every week on my Instagram, Facebook. And this uh, Asian film lab, film lab for it's like Asian film lab. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a big deal where they showcase diversity. Yeah, especially specifically for Asian filmmakers. And they were like, "Hey, you should submit to our, uh, you know, our contest." So I shot. It's for teams, people who have teams of like you know five or six. Yeah, and they can do. It's five minutes and under. I had no team, but I was like, well, let me just make something on my own because I've spent years learning how to do all this stuff, right. you know, shoot, edit, whatever. Yeah. So I just shot something in my apartment and it placed top 50 so far. And they gave me, thank you, uh, Asian Film Lab. They gave me like an all access pass, like masterclass. Yeah. So I can use that. What is Asian f- Film Lab? What is it? So it's basically a, a program. So just to, you know, promote diversity and, pr- you know, diverse filmmakers, you know. I think specifically of Asian descent. I'm, I honestly, it looks like it's all like you know, like Chinese, Taiwanese, whatever. And I feel like I'm like one of the few Indians, but I still count in that category. So at this point, I'm like capitalizing on whatever. Yeah. Oh, your camera shut off, by the way. Did it? Okay, cool. Uh, Thanks, Canon cameras. They gotta, uh, you gotta. You buy those cameras? Yeah, you gotta stop and. Uh, well, you don't stop. They stop themselves uh, after uh, recording for uh, thirty minutes. Something it has to do with some tax thing that they uh, long time ago. So. Oh sure. Yeah, so it's it's nothing to do with the camera. It's just uh, they're trying to, you know, uh, well they're trying to avoid paying. I don't know. It's a long thing. It's it's dumb. <laughs> but uh, thanks. That's Canon cameras. Sony's don't do that. Um, and a lot of other cameras don't do that either. But some do. Anyhow. Um, so, I'm sorry. You were saying about the... Oh, yeah. So, it's called Asian American Film Lab. They d- it's a thing where they promote, you know, diverse filmmakers. Yeah. People of Asian descent. I'm Indian, so... Yeah. I fit. And then I just shot a short that placed. And hopefully, I'll make the top... I'm hoping I make the top ten because... At that point, I think they've got some legit judges and executives. Yeah. But even just placing something that I made on my own, it's encouragement. So anything you do creatively, you it's nice to have someone be like, hey, this is a, 
a good job. You know, we like it. Yeah. So, you know, I've been making films anyways, and I just happened. I think a good message, what I learned for anybody listening, is you have to put yourself out there, too. You can't just make stuff in a vacuum. You have to actually fail. Like yeah. Put yourself out in contest or yeah, showcase sure. yourself, whatever the hell you have to do mm-hmm. to get seen, because, you know, people can help. Yeah. Gatekeepers are important to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I learned from stand-up comedy that's really helped me is you got to fail and you got to be judged. You know, you're going to be judged. You don't have no choice and all that stuff. You just got to just try something different or keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the game, man. Failure is how you really look at it. Like failure is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's something where you really can grow from. Yeah. And learn. And a lot of people quit. I mean, I know, I'm sure you know people by now who just quit comedy and, oh, yeah. you know, they've got day jobs and kids and whatever. and Real estate. Which, <laughs> sure. Which is fine. Which is yeah. totally fine. But for them. But if you keep going to some capacity, like you will get better. Sure. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just by math. Yeah. Right. No, no. I, I'm a firm believer of persistence. And, uh, okay. Now that one went out. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> sure. So you edit this too? Yeah. Wow. You're a one man machine. Yeah. Anyway, so long story longer, uh, we'll see where it goes. Like I'm just happy to uh, to be involved and and just keep making films. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, um. You know, uh, what do you think about social media and uh, and how it's changed uh, uh, filmmaking? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. has that question. It's hilarious. You're just funny to me. Hilarious to me, dude. <laughs> like a character. Thanks. Uh, what do I think about social media and how it's changed film filmmaking? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're making you know films little shorts for Instagram. Yeah, I mean, look, you have to take advantage of everything around you, right? Right now, it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, YouTube's kind of changing the algorithm, but it's always changing. You have to take advantage of whatever weapons you have. Yeah. And Instagram's a great way to reach people. Yeah. Like, especially if it's, you know, quick, quick 60-second things under three minutes, yeah. Like it's it's a design platform. Granted, you have to be not saying you have to be an influencer, you can still run ads on your Facebook yeah. or Instagram, whatever, but I think anybody should be utilizing what's out there. Yeah. Like I've had this conversation with, with other comedians and a lot of old school comics, they don't take advantage of what's around them. They're still subscribed to what worked in the nineties. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to be really funny. Yeah. I'm going to just kill at a comedy club. I'm going to, you know, send a, a tape to whoever. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but I mean, things are out there and you've got to adapt and learn and grow. Like I'm not 20 years old anymore, but I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses digitally, social media and put yourself out there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So. 
you write out everything. You write out all your uh, sketches. Um, yeah, every. I mean, everything's written. I mean, I'm doing a web series right now with uh, some people, and we have a script. But when we shoot it, I'm always like, well, if you have ideas, if you want to play around with stuff, if you want to change things, I'm totally open. Like, I want, I want to foster that environment where people can share their creative spirit, and especially because. As comics, and I use I always use comics. I use a lot of comedians. There's so much value there. Like you're not just some you know mannequin reciting lines. You're actually adding input, and your ideas probably might be better than my ideas. So I want to use that. And I think uh, when you have that right mix, you can make some pretty cool things. I agree. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, so tell me more about the. What, so what do you call it? Is it a, is it a web? It's not a webisode, right? Because that's like that's um that's on YouTube, right? Well, so what I, this I, series? I, I, I mean, it's strictly on Instagram. No, it's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It was okay. originally it was originally a one off, like a short film. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was part of this writers group, right? I, well, I was part of it for like forty minutes. The guy joined for like screenwriters, and not really a screenwriter, but I write. So my friend was like, hey, did you should join our writer's group? And it was just a shit show, like just typical Hollywood, you know, screenwriters. I'm sure some were working, but it was just like people talking over each other and just a complete mess. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to be productive uh, being in this group. So I just quit like halfway through the, the Zoom. It was on Zoom, by the way. Everything was on Zoom. Wow. So it was like a moderator and all these people. But that always stuck with me. And so I was like, let me make a short, you know, sketch or film out of this. So I shot something in. And I casted uh, you know, a comedian, Tom Clark, uh, Zenobia, who's a Delmar, who's a comedian out of Boston. The great thing about Zoom is people can be anywhere. Yeah. And I casted two actors. And then we shot it, and then somebody really liked it. And they were like, hey, we want to sponsor this. We want a episode two. So it, now it's just <laughs> see where it goes. Go episode uh, to episode. So you guys all, you're all on Zoom? Yeah, we're on Zoom. It's called Writer's Group. You yeah. You can check it out on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And we're just on Zoom. and. Every week, it's like a different. It's not. It's not about writing. It's just that. That's the premise. Like right. people come in to write, but really, it's nothing to do with writing. Okay. Yeah. And it's scripted. Yeah. So I write it out, right. and then, and then we just have fun with it. We we go over the lines, and Tom Clark's awesome. Like he's always come up with hilarious stuff. Uh huh. His name Jenna is great. Zenobia is a is a comic too. She's really funny, and I got another friend named Sean who's uh like the the fifth character. He doesn't say anything. He just wears a, a mask the entire time because <laughs> you know, of COVID stuff. <laughs> he wears a mask and you guys are on Zoom? Well, his mic's always off. His, his, his Zoom's mic's off, so he just sits oh. kind of d- detached from everybody. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That is, that's so cool. So, I mean, uh, it, I mean, do you use any other footage besides the Zoom footage? No. I mean... And it's done purposely. I, I want it to be strictly like a real Zoom call. Like, obviously, yeah. I edit it. Like, I have, like, different yeah. you know, single shots and then group shots. Yeah. But I edit it together, so it's it's an authentic Zoom call with five people. That's cool. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's It's been a lot of fun. That, that is cool. I haven't been on Zoom yet. I just tried ha- uh, Hangout uh, on Google. Um, have you done any Zoom uh, shows? No, Stand up? no, I've been asked. I've said no to it because I feel like I just, you know what? 
I'm not against it. If you yeah. want, if, you, if you're a comedian listening and you Zoom call Zoom shows, that's fine. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I would bomb horribly. Like yeah. I already bomb in comedy clubs. I don't want to <laughs> bomb on a Zoom camera. <laughs> I know. Have you done it? No, it's brutal, dude. Like I, yeah. I mean, I just, dude. I don't even have an interest in in, in watching them. Actually, you know what I mean? Like I, I mean, I, no. <laughs> but, yeah, to yeah, each yeah. his own, and, yeah, yeah. and I just, there was a point where I would do any show asked of me, yeah. even like a Zoom show. Now I'm like, I'm very kind of picky about what I do now. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say no to things. It's great. Yeah, because your time is valuable. Yeah. And and you know yourself because you've been doing this for, you know, 20 years. Yeah, right? honestly. Yeah. Uh, I just. Right. I mean, my change in the future. uh Maybe I'll, I'll, go, I'll get offered like you know twenty thousand dollars for a Zoom show, and I'll just be like, I'll, I'll eat my dick for <laughs> you know twenty minutes. But right. yeah. for right now, I just it's not really yeah of interest. Right on. No, I hear you. There's, there's power and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I it's it's, do it's, it. it's a great thing. Yeah. Say no to people. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. So, um, you guys, uh, are you gonna put them out once a week? These episodes. For now, once a week, we'll see where it goes. Depends on how long they want to keep sponsoring. Because mm-hmm. again, I want to make sure everyone gets paid something. Yeah, but you see where it goes, man. That's yeah. all, that's really all I'm right. trying to do right now. Just yeah. keep making it and have fun with it and build a fan base. Like I'm using a, a lot of our budget for marketing. For the next episode, I'm gonna start advertising more oh, from cool. Facebook and Instagram yeah. and put it out there. Yeah, so it has a more pervasive presence. Yeah, to it. Yeah. That's cool. Have you seen any of those uh, Zoom uh, fails? <laughs> <laughs> what? Zoom fails? It's hilarious. What is it? You know, like, you know, work, co-workers are on Zoom, right? And, uh, you know, they think they shut off the camera and then they go to the bathroom and everyone's, That's hilarious. you know, or another guy, you know, you know, took out his... Uh, his uh, tissues and uh, lotion. <laughs> he was going to go to town and they're like... Bruce, <laughs> you know, Bruce, stuff, you know. That's so funny. Oh, no, I, mean, I got to incorporate that stuff. That sounds. F- yeah. Yeah. Zoom. So fu- Zoom. So funny, man. Yeah. It's a interesting time we're living in. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Like you're in people's homes. Like you're yeah. seeing there where they live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, things are definitely changing like crazy. Uh, you live in West Hollywood. I do. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh, your neighborhood uh, handling it? Good. I mean, I live in a, I think I live in a pretty nice neighborhood. Like, yeah, uh, it's really nice. Huh? By, the, by the comedy store. And it got bad. It got bad, obviously, when the riots were happening because Melrose was like right down the street, you know, a couple, couple blocks away. Oh, yeah. So. Wow. I saw some places get looted and stuff, but. Yeah. It's part of living in the city. Yeah. Like we live in Los Angeles, like. There's gonna be crime. Yeah. And when it's bad, it's bad. When it's good, it's great. Right. Like, so it's part of living, you know, in the the rhythm of yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, when quarantine first started, and you're going to the grocery mar- uh, markets, uh, and the shelves were empty. I mean, what was going through your head when when you saw all that? Uh, honestly, I don't freak out that often. Like, I just was like, all right, this is just chaos. Like, yeah. I feel like it's human nature to just freak out and just hoard stuff. Yeah. Like, I just thought it would just pass. And honestly, I don't even, like, 
I don't even eat that much anyways. So <laughs> I, was like, I, have, I had food, but like, yeah, like this will just pass when it passes. Oh, and, you know, I, went, I dealt with it too. I mean, I was by myself pretty much. I'm still yeah. by myself yeah. the entire quarantine. And yeah. I was like, well, I'll just do my comedy things. And yeah. I think there's a silver lining in everything. And yeah. I tried to, tried to see that. Yeah. And what I could do and use the time. And it, it's been actually pretty cool, man. Yeah. I don't think I'd be making the films that I've done uh-huh. without the quarantine period. Like that yeah. was a great uh, incubator. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you work out too, right? I do. I, I, I was doing a, I've been doing jujitsu for, for like six years. So that shut down completely. But I was telling a friend of mine, there was a time when, when I thought I needed to do jujitsu a couple times a week. I was yeah. like, it's part of who I was. Yeah. And then it shut down and I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like I can, I can just go for a walk or go for a run at night. Yeah. So even that was a good thing. You know, you think you need all these things in your life. Yeah. And you really don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I love jujitsu too. I'm not, I'm not, ju- I'm not dissing that uh-huh. martial art at all. Yeah. Were you going to jujitsu and the gym or just jujitsu? Uh, I was doing, I'd go to the gym like once a week mm-hmm. just to like do weights. Yeah. And then I would just train because it's such an exhausting sport. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it takes everything out of you, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It does for me. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, it's similar to wrestling and were you a wrestler as well? No, I wasn't. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was a wrestler, and uh, you know, uh, I did kempo karate, uh, and, and my uh, instructor tried to, when, you know, jujitsu was uh, first uh, getting popular, uh, they they incorporated it, and uh, I took to it, you know, pretty easy. But I, uh, no, I mean, I didn't. I'm saying uh, it was familiar to me, you know, not that it was easy. It's not easy, yeah. but um, as far as I. When you're using, I mean, I don't, but I don't know what jujitsu, like, you're not really using your, your, your strength, right? Are you using more leverage or are you using strength as well? You can use strength. I mean, I think there's a misconception that it's just using somebody else's power. I mean, I'm not like an expert, but I'm like pretty intermediate. I'm at, I was at a level where I could, if I wanted to roll with somebody, meaning spar, I could, and if they were beginners, I could like not spend any energy. I could, you know, just let them be, gas themselves out. Uh, but cool. if you're going with the guy who's bigger than you and he's coming at you, even if you, even if he's like a white belt coming at you full hundred percent, like, and there's going to be energy for me, right? Cause he's bigger than me just by yeah. physics. Yeah. Wow. So, and, uh, are you still paying for it? No, no, uh, I'm not paying. Uh, my instructors are really cool. In fact, I just went last night to watch. I'm not rolling right now, but, uh, I've had a, I've, I have a pretty good deal in terms of I've been really nice, like cutting my membership and like, tr- you know, obviously like a lot of gyms have stopped too. And really? Yeah. So my jujitsu gym, they were like, Hey, you know, pay when you come back. Oh, right. Yeah. But what about, uh, you know, the other gyms? Cause I think they're still charging. Are they really? Yeah, yeah they are. Like LA fitness is still charging. Well, I paid my gym membership for a year. So they already took my year. Sucks. Oh right. Yeah. Crunch like I I'm part of Crunch mm-hmm. and they I paid like eight hundred bucks whatever or nine hundred bucks for the year. Mm-hmm. Which I'm kicking myself, but you know, there's a business man. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, they could you know give you back that money. You they know? could, but you know? um, it's it's me a dog fight just to get that money. Hopefully they they stalled my membership because yeah. right now you can't even go to the gym. Right. It's not open. So yeah. I'm probably gonna ask if they can at least. 
you know, extend my membership. Yeah. Right now. Well, we'll see. Um, have you got any haircuts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten haircut. I got one haircut, like, got one haircut, like, a couple months ago when yeah. things were opening up. Uh-huh. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Let me just grow out my hair and see. Yeah. See where the, where nature takes me. Yeah. Right on. How about you? Do you, do you, yeah. do you, do you get haircuts? Uh, I got one on the street, which is weird. I'm like <laughs> watching cars pass. I'm like in the middle of like traffic. <laughs> haircut on the street? I swear. Over here in Culver <laughs> City, you know, on Sepulveda. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm breathing in like this, uh, you know, fumes from the car. Because, I mean, the, the, it's, I don't know, it's just weird. You know, it was on the street, on the sidewalk. Because like. I don't know. Like, so you just pulled up your car and you were like, "Hey, give me a haircut." Uh, no, I found like, out that they were like, guy or what? <laughs> it seemed that way, yeah. But no, yeah, no, just the, you know, they got the barber chair out in the you know sidewalk, and you know the, the you know the hair salon or whatever you know it has all their stuff outside. I don't know. It's just weird <laughs> time we're living in, dude. How much did you pay? Did you pay like forty a- bucks, man? Oh wow! Plus tip, it's fifty bucks, man. They paid like recycled cans or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, man. It looks good. Yeah, thanks, man. So, uh, your uh, your family is uh, also in the arts. It's <laughs> hilarious to me. Like we go from like haircuts yeah. straight to like your family. <laughs> no, my dad. No, my dad. Uh, my dad is a. Uh, you're like, there's no structure here. I'm <laughs> like, this is like, I can't do this. <laughs> now it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Sorry, I'm laughing. Not no, laughing no, no, it's cool. I, I, I'm i laughing at the whole yeah. ambience of it. Uh, <laughs> That's so, me on stage, by the way. Like, you no, know, great. I think I go from kittens to like, I don't know, <laughs> dating, <laughs> I, I, whatever. I think you should double down on it. Honestly, <laughs> you should just. Be that. Uh, I've, I've got a big thing with authenticity, and yeah. you should be who you are. Yeah. Like, don't try to pretend. Right. Like, <laughs> it, dri- it drives me crazy. Don't try to pretend you have your shit together. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm saying, like, you know, right. you see people no. trying to be Joe Rogan. Right, there's right. already a Joe Rogan, and he's better than you. Yeah, So yeah. be right. who you are. Yeah, totally. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, I've got a brother who's an actor. Mm. He's uh, younger than me. And I got another brother who's, uh, he, he's like a big tech guy. Oh, okay. So... Right. He's, does he live in California? No, he lives in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So uh, he's the guy that has his shit together. Yeah. What do you think about this whole uh, exit of Los Angeles? I mean, if people want to leave, that's they're entitled to. I yeah. mean, if you're talking specifically about the comedians leaving, I think that's fine too. I mean, there's not a lot of work right now. Yeah. But, but I, I do question that people are leaving because. Now Joe Rogan said they're leaving. Yeah. Theo Vaughn, whatever. Yeah. So people are just trying to follow the trend. Yeah. Like I don't know why. It's always got to be like one or two big people yeah. that kind of sets off, and everybody else kind of just follows yeah. the wave. I agree. But I I still like L.A. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm getting by and I'm doing what I want to do. And aside from the the loneliness, sometimes I'm productive. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? Do you do, are you gonna leave? No, I love California. Absolutely love it. I'm from Chicago, dude. Like, yeah, it's starting to get cold over there. Sure. You, know, you know, so I mean, 
if you only have a couple of good months of decent weather, <laughs> then it's yeah, miserable. Man. You got to enjoy it. Yeah. You got to enjoy wherever you, I mean, if you don't like it, it's fine. Right. Yeah, not, not, not dissing anybody who yeah, wants yeah. to leave. Right. Just saying that, you know, you got to think for yourself. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, plus, I mean, if everyone else is leaving, because it's not just comedians. It's I, I, I hear, you know, rents are going down because of that, you know, because it's supply and demand. Well, it is a shit show in L.A. I mean, let's be clear about right. that. It is a shit show. Uh, but for now, I can hold on. When it's time to leave, I, I will leave if yeah. I have to. Yeah, yeah. But right now, probably not. Right on. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, man. Uh, so where's your, when's your next show? Do you have anything lined up? No, I've I've I have no shows. I, I I'm really just kind of uh, maxed out on on this web series. That's taking up a lot of my time, and I'm still auditioning. I'm like a an agent, so I've got auditions still. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I do that. Are you I, doing it through Zoom? Self tapes. Oh, okay. All stuff, but it still takes time, man. Yeah, it takes time to prepare this shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this writing, like I'm always. I, I've been writing uh, books on the side. I have like a novella that I wrote last year, two years ago. I've been writing a second book too. In so Spanish? No, no. A novella is like, like a. Um, it's not a novel. It's, oh. like, it's like a shorter. So it's, oh, like, okay. it's like thirty thousand words. Thirty to like fifty thousand. Oh, okay. And this next book's like fifty thousand plus. So I've been trying to like just create more content and more, <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Because like. You know, in Spanish, you know, like the novelas are like oh. soap operas. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm. I'm. Maybe it's the wrong word for it, but it's a shorter book. Oh, okay. So, I've been trying to write more because I feel like, for me, when I just write books and stuff, it's just truly nobody's telling me what to do. Yeah. I'm all about just saying what I want to do. Yeah. Without anybody telling, I'm. I've got that comic in me where I yeah. just want to say me, be me. Yeah. What is it about us? I, I find that that's a common thread, you know, Yeah. among uh, comedians. We don't like being told what I to do. I hate it. Yeah. I cannot stand it. Yeah. So, I mean, you would just, I mean, if you had like a nine to five job, you know, with a boss over your neck telling you, you know, you need to have this report in by the end of the day, you'd just go nuts, right? I mean, I can, I've, I've gotten to a point now where, I think I have a perspective where we're all playing roles to some extent. Even people who are not comedians, like when you go to a job, they're like, oh, I'm the employee, I'm the boss, you know, I'm the waiter, whatever. you got to play a role in yeah. society. So I can I can do it. I've done it, Yeah, obviously. Like, I've pretended to be people yeah. in my life, but I prefer to just be me. Yeah. And that's really where I am in my life and my career. Like, let me just be who I am. If you want to support me, great. If you don't like my stuff... Thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, you know, you've consistently been like that. Like, ever since I met you, you kind of have that attitude, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it's so, so nice to see and it's uh, refreshing, you know. Well, it's good and it's bad because I feel like you can also alienate people. And I think it's okay to work with people, too, sometimes. And it's... It, if you tell me to, I've got to be a certain way, like my natural impulse is like, I go fuck yourself. I want to do it my own way. But I feel like you have to kind of play the game a little bit. 
So I've been really trying to work on doing that more, be more collaborative. My way is not always the right way. And even though I've got a lot of experience, someone might know more than me. Probably do more. They probably do know more than me. So I've been trying to be more open-minded, especially creatively, uh, and see where that takes me. Right on. So what's your, do you have your goals set out, or are you kind of like just, I mean, you seem like since you write everything down and you got everything planned, I mean, what's your ideal situation like for you to be directing a, a movie or for you to be, you know, writing the script or like what's your ideal situation? Ideally, what I'm doing right now, just on a bigger scale, I think, where I'm just monetizing it better, where I'm just creating creative control over my, my work and I can write and produce it and direct it. And if I choose to, I can act in it as well if I want to. Um, it's exhausting wearing a lot of hats, yeah. but I, I've done it consistently. And every time I do it, it kind of gets a little bit bigger. So it's, it's, it's a long journey, but I feel like I'm, 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 I'm getting there yeah. slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. It's all about persistence, right? What we talked about. Just keep going. Look at you, dude. Circling back. Yeah. With a comedian callback. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm I'm still doing the same thing too, you know, and I'm doing other things as well. But you know, the um, you know, just pretty much keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. And there was a time I was uh, I was driving around this A-list director. I had this job, and I was driving around this director named Daniel Espinosa, who directed Safe House and a bunch of like feature movies. And I asked him for advice, and he gave me some great advice. He said, you know, every time you make something, you've got to make adjustments and just get better at what you do. So whenever I see someone make stuff and it sucks, I'm like, well, it's supposed to suck. Even like when you do comedy for the first time, it's supposed to be bad. And then you make adjustments, you improve. Like, but you're not going to get, you're not going to see any results unless you keep getting on stage again or keep making another film. Yeah. Whatever it is you want to keep writing another script, whatever you're doing, you've got to see, you got to analyze it and then make those adjustments and try to get better. Like, there's no way around that. You've got to put in the work. I wish there was an easier way. I mean, some people shoot up fast and they kind of blow up. But yeah, other for most people, you've got to put in the, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching uh, that, uh, <laughs> that uh, sh- I don't know what it was, a sketch we did uh, at uh, the Fox Fire with uh, Nath. <laughs> As a web series. As a web oh, was a, oh, that's right. That's cr- Critical Mass. Critical right? Mass. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good web series, man. That was fun. That was fun to do. Uh, uh, so much. F- that was a real web series. Like, it was, like, authentic. Yeah. It was legit, dude. I mean. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that, it's. It, funny in that. Like, yeah. something. Thanks, man. It was it was a lot of fun doing it. Were, were you um, the, the the creator of that? Yeah. Like, myself and the other guy named Luck, an yeah. actor. Yeah, I remember Luck. Yeah, good. Great actor. Yeah. Great actor. Uh-huh. And uh, you guys would both write it? Yeah. Uh, I think. You guys yeah. did like, what, 20 episodes? No, we only did like six. Oh, okay. Six. But we did it ourselves. Yeah. That was a big thing. We wanted to do it ourselves and really not hold back. Yeah. And you can watch the series on YouTube. It's Critical Mass, Tarun Shetty, but like, or my, my, my webpage. But it was great. It was funny. Being raw. Yeah. And especially Chris Neff is like a, <laughs> a very 
just authentic comedian and we were like dude say whatever you want to say i don't care you can sweet yeah he loves to swear and he loves to just <laughs> insult you and whatever I was yeah. like, say whatever you want to do and <laughs> i think that's where comics that's when they're at their best when they yeah. can be who they are right and there's nobody telling them what to say yeah so, so i mean do you think it you know comedy i mean you see all these people are like you see they you need to be pc nowadays and now with the internet I mean, now with the internet, it's been around for a long time. But like a lot of people are watching what they say. I think that comedy, you know, might take a hit, you know, from it. Because, I mean, just look at, you know, you just talked about Chris Neff. And yeah, and, and some of the stuff that was on that episode, you know. Sure. Just very, uh, you know, I don't know, edgy. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, I don't want, what? It, you know, he's another Indian. I don't need another dot head, you know, on the thing. I was like. You know, it's funny as fuck because it was he. That's Chris Neff. Uh, it just came really out. You know, it was just it was just funny. Yeah. Right. And you obviously wrote it or right or whatever. I but think I, th- I think he actually improvised a lot of like <laughs> when he's like, hey, what's up, tech support? Like, yeah. Up all that stuff. Oh, he's so great. Yeah. But you know, I'm just worried that uh, you know people are trying to censor themselves so much, and that, that you know that that that's kind of going away. What do you think about that? Well, there's always been censors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to play the Hollywood game, you can't. It's always been like that. You can't say it's just heightened it now. Yeah. So I think you got to decide what you want to do. Like, there's a bunch of comedians who are like, "Hey, we don't care if we never cross over to whatever Hollywood," mm-hmm. but if you do, uh, you've got to watch what you say. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything changes, and right now it's uh, it's a sensitive time. But if you want to make things that are push the boundaries, there is still an audience for that. Yeah. I think, I think Bill Burr still does really well. I think Andrew Schultz has got a great audience because yeah. he just speaks very open-mindedly. Yeah. Even Louis C.K., even though he's like banned, he still sells out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. To, to be who you are, people will still find you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but you got to decide what it is you want. Yeah. Like if you want to be the Hollywood cookie cutter guy and, and play inside the box, that's fine. Yeah. Not going to judge that, but yeah, it's going to dictate your content. Mm. And you guys swear on your webisode? Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy amount, but uh, I've written in swear words because characters more, we have one character kind of just who speaks her op- open mind. You know, just kind of like more just not straight, but just, just rough around the edges a bit sometimes, but she's super funny and, and, and uh, you know, other characters can swear too. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna edit that out. Yeah. I feel like, that's what makes it an authentic series. Like it's funny, but the characters are real people, right? It's people living in just a writer's group and they just come together on zoom. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hate telling comics, you know, don't do this. In fact, when I write emails, when I send out the script, I always write, if you want to change something, if it's offensive, do it, let me know. And yeah. We can try it. If it doesn't work. I will, I will edit it out and put something else in. But I want to hear what you say. I want to hear your ideas because I'm not I'm not the end all be all. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because I mean, some directors or writers are really uh, strict about you know if they write it this way, it needs to be said this way, or, you know, and or you know. Sure, Tarantino's like that. Sorry. Yeah. Tarantino. Shit. Uh. You gotta wrap it up. I gotta wrap it. Up. I gotta call oh, it okay. too. Uh, All right. Yeah. Sorry. Hold on. Let me. 
Let me, can I uh, just? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, do you want to? Uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. No, no, dude. It's my fault. Um, I normally I, I do want these to run long, you know, because I want to cover a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, but uh, it's totally my fault. Um, so, and we'll just wrap it up. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is Poop Dollar. You familiar with it? <laughs> I am now. I look. I tried <laughs> finding it. Uh, no, no you, uh, so poop dollar is uh, is a prank that people, you know, you could see it on YouTube, and they put a dollar bill on the floor, and somebody, you know, picks it up, and it has a turd in it. Okay, so that's a poop dollar. <laughs> it's kind of a metaphor of. Uh, so I I I, I, I kind of like, you know, it's. It's a metaphor of uh, kind of like a of life, you know. Sometimes you get something good, but you know, there's a turn in it. Sure. Yeah, or you find out later that it's not so good. It's deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, it was on the show Workaholics uh, too. They did it, and um, wait. So have you? What's your poop dollar moment? That's that's what I was. Uh, that's oh. the question. So where, like, yeah. yeah, where where you where you thought you you got something good, but it turned out to be bad. Every relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I I really think even the bad stuff, there's always a good thing in it. I really do believe mm-hmm. that. Like, uh, trust me, I've been. I believe that you believe that just no, by I, from look, knowing man, you. Look, I'm not. Being totally honest, like there have been times I've been devastated and just didn't know what I was doing. I was like selling cars at one point in my career and just I didn't know what was going on. But every these all these experiences, it's almost like having like these lashes on your back. And I'm almost like a robot sometimes because I've been down so many times before. You just keep moving forward. Like I cannot tell you. So it's hard for me to pinpoint. Uh, I, you know what, here, here's something that's really bad is health stuff. For some reason, like, I always get injured and I get these surgeries. Yeah. So that stuff has been really bad <laughs> for some reason, and I cannot uh, Are stay you clumsy? No, I just, I don't know why, man. I just have, like, these weird genetics where, like, I'll injure myself and yeah. get surgery. Oh, you know? okay. So, uh, yeah, I was on crutches for, for three months over COVID because oh, I hurt Jesus. myself. It's fine. But, I mean, like, stuff like that drives me crazy. But yeah. even then, it's like, well, I guess... It teaches you a lesson, yeah. Right. Sure. I don't. I don't need to be exercising every day. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. I know you got to run. I apologize that uh, you know I I had you waiting around, but uh, Shut it was off, by totally. The way. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. Uh, is it on now? So sorry about making you wait, buddy. Uh, it, it's was okay. t- it's it, 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 uh, it was a little shorter than I wanted to, but all uh, you know, it was great seeing you. And we, we got a lot covered, man. Yeah, we we did cover a lot, um, and uh, I can't wait to see your web series. And uh, Schizo is the name of it. Oh, Schizo is the short film. Oh, okay. The web series is called A Writer's Group. Oh, okay. Right on. And uh, check out Tarun. He's an awesome guy and very talented filmmaker and comedian so an actor and he does it all uh give it up for tarun shetty everybody thanks gotta be fresh